And we are fortunate to have Crane Communications Group publisher Mary Kramer joining us this Monday morning and brought to you by UHY, UHY Advisors and CPAs serving Metro Detroit and across the globe for over 50 years, UHY. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Paul W. I have a a copy of Crane's Detroit Business dated May 11th. Uh, The ink is still wet. And I appreciate the uh, early copy and the early edition because there is so much information here every week. Go to cranesdetroit.com, cranesdetroit.com. Subscribe to this fine uh, magazine if you have anything to do, even if it's just an interest in what's happening business-wise. But if you're in business, you need Cranes Detroit business. Meanwhile, Chad Livengood doing a nice job looking at the state's unemployment fund. Yeah, uh, Paul, this is a great story by Chad. You know, we we have one of the richest and healthiest unemployment uh, funds in the whole country. took nine years to build $4.6 billion. And this is this is uh, a fund that is created by a tax that employers pay based on payroll. And so we had four point we had four point six billion in the bank uh, in this fund, but we may actually uh, be at zero in just a few months. So in and in six months, that's what the gist of the story. But I think for employers who are listening, Paul, the most important thing out one of the most important things out of Chad's stories is two things. One, if they have to borrow to pay benefits from the federal government, that means employers' taxes will go up to repay that debt. But two, this is really interesting, that there's a work share program that the Department of Labor has that if you're going to call back employees, you can call them back even part-time, and they still get to collect the federal government $600 a week unemployment benefit through the end of July. So as people are gearing up now, this is a very important program to understand because it will not take money out of the unemployment, the state unemployment fund. You can call people back part-time, and they can still collect that federal benefit. I've been hearing from people who have businesses, either managers or owners, who say that some of their employees are now making more money than when they work, so it's more difficult to get them to, get them to come back to work. I, that that we have reported on that as well. There's a lot of anecdotal uh, stories out there that that say that that is exactly what's happening in some cases. However, the main thing is to remind people that th- those temp- those benefits are temporary. What will the job market look like when uh, when everything is back up and running? Um, it's better, I think, for a lot of people to weigh the alternative of having a job now that they can go back to versus maybe taking the benefits and then when they want to go back because the benefits are finite they're not forever <laughs> they're, they're a specific amount of time when they want to go back to work they can't find a job all of this money is limited finite as you put it all of it um you're launching may days of giving today yeah this is a program that we're working with huntington bank on it's really kind of cool you can go to um may days of giving dot crane uh, let's see, I want to give you the right address, maydaysofgiving.cranesdetroit.com, and you'll see more than 30 nonprofits listed there if you scroll down. And these are nonprofits that have a lot of, they're across the board. There's the YMCA of Metropolitan Detroit, 
uh, United Way, Alternatives for Girls. And then there's uh, programs like Hagira Health, which I was not um, familiar with, but they offer mental health services. They've been doing a lot with first responders in Wayne County. And so it's an opportunity. We're doing this till uh, early June, and each nonprofit has its own page. And Huntington is involved as the overall sponsor and is paying the fee that normally this platform, Mighty Cause, charges a nonprofit uh, on the on the dollars collected. So Huntington's covering all that. So all the money goes to the nonprofit. And we have a very ambitious goal of $300,000 over the next few weeks. It is an ambitious goal. I'm sure you'll hit. Oh, thanks. Uh, Chad, uh, Chad also reporting on how Pfizer, we got this note from the governor right after we finished our conversation last week. Boom, that word came in. She sent me a note right away saying, hey, good news, Pfizer uh, gearing up for this vaccination, which will be made in Michigan. Yeah, and th- this is a big story. And, you know, they've got uh, a huge complex. This is the old Upjohn, which was, you know, the big drug maker in Kalamazoo and then through mergers and acquisitions and everything. It's part of it, it became Pfizer. And they have a huge campus, and it, they're gearing up to be able to start producing vaccines that are still in clinical trials. So this is like a, a parallel path here. They're getting the, the plant ready to make the vaccine, the, a vaccine that is still being tested. And so uh, they've got a 1,300-acre manufacturing campus in Kalamazoo. It's huge. And they'll be ready to rock and roll when this is approved. And in uh, the fourth quarter, they yet this year, they plan, if if everything goes right, they plan to start manufacturing vaccines right here in Michigan. You know, I, I, here's a note to Ann listening in from home. We ought to find that to cut with the governor when I asked her if we could please use golf carts. Uh, and she said, well, I don't want to go there. But she immediately turned around and made it so we could use golf carts. So let's you know, find that cut, so, Brian and Ann. Yeah, you should, because I'll tell you, the, the golf industry is, is – I, I was really – astonished when Dana Nessel, the attorney uh, general, did a tweet that said, you know, I just can't hear one more um, complaint about one more black healthcare worker, police officer, bus driver die while getting a barrage of complaints from white folks outraged because they can't go golfing. That was a tweet. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. In fact, Paul, it's a $4 billion industry in Michigan that employs 60,000 people. Note to attorney general. African-Americans like golf, too. Well, all you have to do is look at Detroit's three municipal golf courses. They had 4,300 rounds since reopening April 25th. Now, a lot of those folks are Detroiters. And so, you know, to, to make it, as she clearly doesn't understand the industry. But so, so uh, uh, Kurt Nagel looked at the golf industry. It is an important industry. It's huge. And the golf cart thing whether, you know, some they're putting in plexiglass if, if there's two people on a cart, but you can certainly be alone on a golf. And right. I think that's why the golf, with with the nice weather that we've had, the golf courses have been doing land office business, except up north, because the resorts are the hardest hit. So the courses around Detroit, they're going to get a lot of business. And anecdotally, they're telling Kurt, that a lot of people coming out are younger, which is good for the industry. They just sure. want to get out. Sure. They want I, to get I, out. In my stack of stuff, there's a note here from uh, from Treetops where they're actually offering some golf uh, packages, if not free. I, I got, I'll find it and clear it up. 
uh, for first responders, free golf at treetops. Oh, I gotta, that's nice. I got to double check it, but I'm pretty sure that's what I read. Thanks for being with us, Mary, always. Thank you, Paul W. Mary Kramer, Crane Communications Group Publisher, brought to you by UHY. UHY Advisors and CPAs serving Metro Detroit and across the globe for over 50 years.